Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you are joining us for another hope-filled message. And our prayer is that you are encouraged by this powerful Sunday sermon. And we're just so excited for what this year's going to bring. And yeah, whether you are new or visiting today, we want to say a huge welcome. And today I'm going to get to spend some time to recap a little bit about what our senior pastor, Pastor Luke, got to share with us last week on Empower Sunday, uh, which is a significant Sunday for us as a church where we get to sort of set vision and direction for the year ahead. And today's message following on from that will be a little bit different. I get to um, unpack a bit about what that vision means for us here in Tauranga, what it means for every single one of us as followers of Jesus, doing church here together, doing life here together, and I'm really excited for it. And you know, this year, really it is a year that we are declaring as a church that it's a year that we are going to continue on this beautiful discipleship journey that Jesus has each and every one of us on, every one of us that are believers. We're going to continue to follow the one as a church of disciples. You know, the truth is we have a God who created us and who changed the world through his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus is the one. He is the way and the truth and the life. He is the one we hope in, the one we look to, the one we can find comfort and peace in. And he is the one that invites each and every one of us on this journey of being disciples. And I was reminded this week that a disciple is simply a follower of Jesus. Someone that would spend time with Jesus, someone that would, through that time, become more and more like Jesus. And our goal eventually is to be able to do the things that Jesus did here on earth. The miracles, the supernatural things that Jesus did here on earth is actually accessible for every single one of his followers. And last week, Pastor Luke boiled down his message to these two simple thoughts for us to hold fast to and focus on as a church this year. The first one is, am I following the one? You know, I believe there is a difference between just believing in Jesus and being a Jesus follower. Because how many know being a follower requires action? It requires each and every one of us to set our sights on Jesus, to follow the things that he is calling us to do. But the best thing about that is, It results in our lives being transformed, amen? Our lives are changed because of that followership. And the second point was, after following the one, is am I sharing the one? We all have a mandate, not just to keep this good news to ourselves, but to share it with those around us in our people's lives. I know that's something that I've been mulling over this week, going, God, who can I share you with? Who can I share Jesus more with in my life this year? That's something for every single one of us. You know, I'm, I was really touched last week uh, talking to our kids team because last week our kids got an opportunity to talk about this topic and reflect and they got to write down the name of someone in their life um, that they want to share Jesus with. Now, I was a little bit concerned because a lot of the kids were saying, oh, my, my mum and dad need Jesus. But <laughs> we, we, we encouraged them, oh, they're okay, they're in the right place. Maybe think about someone in your 
world. It could be a school friend. could be um, a family member that doesn't come to church. Who could that be in your world? And each kid got to write down a name, and they've started praying for those names um, and talking about how they can share Jesus with those in their worlds. And I just think that is so encouraging, to have that faith of a child, to boldly just go out and, and share the good news of Jesus. And so there are good things happening. And today I'm going to be sharing about how we can practically continue on this discipleship journey here as a campus right here in Tauranga, which is going to be awesome. And at the start of this year, I read this passage of scripture that I'm, I want to share because it's, it's really stayed in my spirit and I believe it's going to help frame up a bit of what I'm going to say today. The scripture comes to us out of the book of John chapter 17. And what is happening at the time in the scripture is Jesus, he's still here on earth and he's coming to towards the end of his earthly ministry. And before he, uh, before he goes, before he, he makes his way to the cross where he eventually dies for our sins, he spends a night in the garden and he's praying to his father, to our heavenly father, to God. And he is praying and praying and praying. And he is praying for not only the 12 disciples he has at the time, but we're going to discover he's actually praying for you and I as well. And... I want us to all just really take a moment to let these words sink in because I just think that's a mind-blowing fact that we have scriptural proof and evidence that Jesus prayed for us, you know, and he's still praying for us and interceding for us. And, and I believe that these words really have power to speak to us today. So we're going to read in John 17, verse 20 to 23. And Jesus says these words. Remember, he's speaking to God the Father. He says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. In other words, if any of us here would believe in Jesus, these words are for us. He says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I love that already. Jesus is painting the picture of there is something for us to share here with the world. He goes on to say in verse 22, I have given them glory. I have, I have given them the glory that you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. I really want those words to sink in for a moment. Jesus' heart for us is that we would experience such a unity in how we do life and, and how we are the church, are the body of Christ, that we would be unified as one, so much so that through our unity it would paint an example to the world that there is hope, there is love, and there is future in Jesus. And so through what Jesus has done for us, through his prayer, he is calling each and every one of us that believes in him to be united, to be one. And as I've been reflecting on the scripture and really praying for this year, praying for us as a campus, I keep coming back to this picture that each and every one of us here that calls life Tauranga home, we're a great big family 
And there is unity here, a unity that I believe is really special. I hope you can feel it too. But my whole thought really today is this, if we can boil everything down into one thought, it's this. Our vision, like I've shared this year, is to continue to follow the one and share the one. And the way that we do that here in Tauranga is an authentic community. These two words are is the, the, the words that have been sitting in my spirit this year as I've been really preparing for, for what God has for us, that we are an authentic community. We've got something special going on here. You know, this is a place where every single person can belong. It doesn't matter your background, your story, what you've done, what you feel like you haven't done, you belong here. This is a place where every person has an opportunity to believe together, to believe in the fact that Jesus is the one, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And we get to live this awesome life with him. And this is a place where we all have an opportunity to build the kingdom of God and to proclaim the name of Jesus over our city, over our nation, and where God is leading us. And I'm so thankful for this authentic community, and I'm excited to go on this journey alongside each and every one of you this year and along, alongside every person that may come through our doors this year. It's going to be an awesome year. Let's pray, eh? God, we just thank you that you are here with us in our midst today, Father. God, we thank you that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus, that he would die on a cross for our sin, that he would give us purpose in life and he would give us a mandate in life, Lord, not just to see this life race us by, Lord God, or to do this life in our own strength, but, but God, we get to do it in your strength. And we thank you that we get to do that in community. We get to do that here together, Lord. We thank you that it is your plan that we are to do life with one another. So I thank you based on that alone, Lord God, that we are here in community today. And Lord, I just pray that you'd speak through me today, that it would be your words and that you'd lead us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, it was the 9th of November, 2020. And Briar and I were living in Auckland at the time. And I got an email in my inbox from Pastor Paul, and he said he wanted to meet with me and Briar. And two things went through my mind at that time. The first thing was Briar's done something naughty to get us in trouble. <laughs> and we're going to get a telling off. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't that. The second thing that went through my mind was we might be asked to do something. And, uh, you know, straight away in my spirit, I, we, we started leading to all these assumptions and I had a feeling that could have been something to do with Tauranga. Anyway, fast forward a few days and we sat down with Pastor Paul and, and it was really special. And one of the first words to come out of his mouth was Tauranga and eventually asked us if we'd think about coming down here. And that was the start of a really, really special journey for us. And we spent the most of 2021 doing trips down to meet people amongst uh, lockdowns in Auckland. I remember even when we moved, we had to uh, get across the border and with all our paperwork and prove that it was legit. And Pete was driving the truck for us with all our gear in it. And that was, that was a, a really unique time. Um, but through that year of 2021, um, we had some amazing times. We 
on the 20th of May, we had our very first interest night, which was a night really to meet and greet people from the city who might want to be part of this community. In fact, hands up, who was there? There might have been a couple of people who were there. Yes, 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 team. There's a few here already. And it was special on that night because from then on, the, the feeling of community started to build. And it was the 31st of October, 2021, where we had our first service. And we're truly thankful for every person that has come through the doors since that we've been able to meet, for every person that calls life home. But most of all, thankful for a God who deserves all the glory because it is for him, it is through him, it is by him and nothing that we can do but all in his glory. And we're just thankful for this journey that we get to be on. You know, one of the questions that Briar and I get asked the most, other than is your baby going to be a boy or a girl, <laughs> is this question, uh, what, like, how's it going in Tauranga? You know, like we get to go up to Auckland a bit and see the team up there and, and how's it going? How's it going? And one of the first things to always come out of my mouth and out of my heart really is something like this, like, we're loving building the community and the community is strong and it's healthy because I genuinely believe that's what we have going on here. You know, over summer and long weekends here in our campus, we have the privilege of many of our wider church family from Auckland um, visiting. They, they come and they're on holiday and they'll come to a service and we have a lot of people saying to us afterwards, man, like there's such a great atmosphere there. We met so many awesome people. There's such a sense of unity there and something really special going on. And I think that has something to say yeah. truly from the depths of my heart. I think there is something special going on here that we are to tap into this year, that we are an authentic community. And inside authentic community, we can all be recipients and we can all benefit from the great things that are taking place here and be, feel loved and welcomed and seen and those are all beautiful things. But the key really is that we're going to talk a bit more about today is we all have a part to play in it for others as well. It's not just about following the one but it's also about sharing the one. You know a community is a place where we can contribute and share with one another. That's part of the definition that makes up the word community. In fact, the Bible puts it like this. This is the Apostle Paul speaking of the church. He says, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. Not some of you. He doesn't say some of you are part of it, or those with enough talent are a part of it, or those can do certain roles are a part of it. Each of you is part of it. And the Apostle Paul was writing to the church at the time, but I believe this extends to every follower of Christ today. We are the ones that make up Christ's body, and each of us get to be a part of it. So today I want to talk about two simple ways that we can all take part in this authentic community this year. Firstly, in authentic community, we move from being seen to seeing others. We move from being seen to seeing others. You know, one of the things I love most about this place is that every person that walks through the doors on a Sunday is seen. It's my prayer and my hope every week that every person would experience that. I remember stepping foot into a church for the first time and, and feeling that feeling of, man, there's something special here. 
the way that someone talks to me or smiles at me or, or seems interested in me. That's my heart for how every person would feel here in our campus. You know, it's not just the job of the connection team to make this happen. It really is something that each and every one of us are part of and, and can be part of. Like, I, I just love uh, the, the, the stuff that we have going on here. You know, we have the ultimate example of Jesus who saw others. In fact, he lived his whole life in a way that loved people for who they were, not what they did, not what they believed. But we see time and time again Jesus hanging out with sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes, those in society that many would despise. But Jesus, he saw the person before he saw what the person did or even what they believed in. And I think deep down inside, I know deep down inside every human being, there is a desire to be seen, to be known, to feel like we have someone who is interested in us. As followers of Jesus, we all have the ability to do this. That's what an authentic community is all about. It's from moving from a place where we can experience that for ourselves to moving into a place where we get to help others experience that too. This isn't limited to 20 minutes in the church foyer on a Sunday, but rather it's in our day-to-day -day lives, our workplaces, our schools, our universities, wherever we may find ourselves. You know, this morning we've got an awesome story to share from a guy in our church. His name is Dion. He's part of our team up in Auckland, and he's in our south campus in Monaco. He's a great man. And the story, it comes to us actually from um, a new platform that we are wanting to launch this year as a church called Known. It's a space where testimonies are shared to encourage each other in our discipleship journeys. And Dion's story, which we're going to play in a moment, tells us a bit about how he was seen and what his life looks like now because of it. So love us to check out the screen. Thanks, team. Hello, my name's Dion and I'm from Whakatane. My dad left when I was two. I think deep down it really hurt me so much that um, the only way to get through it was to laugh about it. My mum was a heavy drinker as well, so growing up around that, it became normal. There's a group of guys at school who I thought were cool. I hung out with them a bit. So from that, I was introduced to ecstasy. We would use so much like our noses would start to bleed and stuff and we'd just laugh and just be like, this is so cool, you know? I think I was about 21 and tried methamphetamine for the first time and just absolutely fell in love with it. All I cared about was using drugs. So I'd get paid Wednesday night, I was poor Thursday morning. I guess I'd been struggling with wanting help. I, I, I didn't really know where to go for help. Um, and then my boss just reached out and was like, man, do you you want help or what? He um, left his kids and family to bring my junky butt all the way up to Auckland. The first time I went to rehab was for my family. The second time I went to rehab, I was it was for me. I had been gifted the gift of desperation. I met Simon, who was 34 years clean and sober, and I asked him one day at a meeting. Um, what is it? What, what's, what's different about you? And um, he said he went to church. He reflects God in such a way that um, 
become so appealing to people that don't even believe in Jesus. I think with him, like he doesn't, there's not an ounce of judgment. And it's, this is what we're going to do. Not, this is what you need to do. It's like, we're in this together, no matter what it is. The first interaction I had with Jesus is that I was just hugged, loved and accepted. Everything I had done, it was forgiven. Um, I didn't feel any sense of like shame or guilt. For the first time in ages, I had felt peace. So living in rehab, living this life of a drug addict, um, it was always chaotic. I guess discipleship and what it looks like for me is loving on people when I guess they can't love themselves. I love to connect with guys, but I've learned that not a lot of guys like to share their feelings and emotions. So when we distract ourselves, we're able to actually dive in a little bit deeper. I think to be truly known is to see past the mistakes, just to be loved through it all, no matter what they've done. Let's thank Dion for his story. So powerful, right? You know, what I love about that story is that Dion, he was seen by his friend Simon outside of the four walls of church. And through this, through through the way that Simon lived his life, through the way that he saw others, through the way that I believe he breathed Jesus just by what he did, Dion was able to come into church, was come into a community where he, as he said at the end, he is now in a place where he can disciple others. I know... I know Dion quite well, actually, and know um, a lot about his story. And just seeing the guy that he is now and how he's leading others and loving others truly gives hope and it gives purpose to what we do because there is no one, there is no one too far from God. There is no one that can't be seen, you know, and we each have the opportunity to do that, guys. That's part of our authentic community this year. Do you have someone like a Dion in your life? that is just waiting to be seen. I know that I do. And I said, like I said at the start, I've been, most days this week I've been saying to God, how, how can I share you more with others? Give me opportunities. Give me opportunities. And I believe as we continue to do that more, we're going to go on this great journey together. We're going to see more stories like Dion's. Amen. You know, I believe in this authentic community that we don't just see others but secondly my second point today is that we move from being valued to bringing value you're not just here to bring something but you're here to bring something to others for others to experience their value you know one of the great things I get to hear regularly about this authentic community is how People feel valued. The truth is every single person that comes into this place is valued. You are valued here today. And I love that we all get the ultimate value placed on us by our loving creator God. The Bible puts it like this in John 3.17. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus, he didn't come to judge, rather, he came to show us our value. He came to show us that we are sons and daughters of the Most High, the God that created us. And my prayer is that every person coming into this place 
would get to experience that too because once we know we are valued, we now have an opportunity to bring that value to others. And it's at this point that church moves from just something that we can get out of it personally to something that we can help others receive as well. Every single person in this room, you have something to bring. I know that. You've got something to bring. It could be a smile or a conversation to someone. It could look like so many different things, but God has designed you and I to do life with others. And he designed the church, the body of Christ, here on earth as his salvation tool for humanity. We get to be the church. We get to be God's chosen instrument to bring value to other people's lives and see them saved. We all have something to bring here. I love in the Bible, the Apostle Peter, he writes to the church about the value that we can bring. It says here in 1 Peter 4 that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. You know, we all have something to bring. And this morning, I would love to invite up a couple of friends that are a great part of our church um, and our community to help me talk a bit more about this. I'd love to invite up Brendan and Linnell this morning. Let's give these guys a, a huge warm welcome. I'm just going to get some pretty stools set up here. And these guys are legends, and they're going to tell us a little bit more about their story, about how they came to be here, and um, sort of what they're up to now. So how's it going, guys? All good? Hello. Good, thanks. Nice. Nice. Tell us a bit more about yourselves, and um, maybe, yeah, how long you've been coming to church, and tell us about your family. Yeah, for those that don't know me, I'm Brendan, uh, married to beautiful Anel and got two beautiful children. That was the little one that was trying to chime into yeah. Logan's message. Yeah, little Jordan, there he is. <laughs> um, boys club. Yeah, boys club. <laughs> uh, we moved down here uh, from Auckland two years ago for that better better son. And <laughs> yeah, amen. Life, we let down last year, but <laughs> a bit triggering. Rough start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, um, yeah, with Nay and Amela we moved down here and We've been coming to life for about a year and a half now. Just loving awesome. it. Awesome. Cool. Hi, everyone. My name's Linnell. Um, it's weird. Like, when you get put on the spot, you're like, who, who am I? <laughs> um, but like Brendan said, I'm obviously a wife to him. Um, we've got two kids, um, Mia, who is five, and Jordan, 11 months. Um, and Naden is my brother, um, the guy on the guitar. Yeah. And um, Mala is my sister-in-law. Um, and then, yeah, together we moved to Taranga about two years ago. Um, so we've been coming here for about a year and a half and yeah, loving it. Awesome. So cool. Great to have you guys part of it. Tell us a bit about how um, you started coming along and what that experience was like for you guys. Um, to be really honest, when we first moved from Auckland, like we used to go to church in Auckland, but when we moved from Auckland to Taranga, we lived uh, with Nate and Mala and we got really complacent. We tried to find a church that we could call home. Um, but we pretty much just watch church at home. 
and it's very different to watching church at home. Like praise and worship was sort of like sitting down and you know, you know, you know, actually praising God. Um, and yeah, we just got really, really complacent. And I remember going through this phase of isolation when everyone went back to work and I was at home by myself. And I said to Brendan, I have to find something. I need to find a group. So I started searching up for a mum group. Um, and at the time, I came across Kim's um, group that she was running. And they made me feel so welcome. And um, I remember her saying, like, you should just come to church. So we thought, you know what, what the heck, let's give it a go. So we were a bit nervous, sure. came along, um, and we absolutely loved it. Um, cool. And just felt so welcome right from the start. And we're so glad that we said yes mm. to her invite. And then the following week, we said to Naden and Mala, like, I think we, we, we found our church. Um, <laughs> you guys should come along and give it a go. And it just took that one little bit of a yes to be where we are now and we're so thankful to God that he chose us to be here. That's awesome. That's so special to hear. And so cool that you made that first step of, you know, getting into that place of community. But once you took that step in to community, what like what happened in your life next after that? Like once you got involved in community, how did that benefit your guys' lives? I think for me, I'm pretty, pretty reserved as a person. Um, so... Uh, becoming, uh, joining a group, uh, which is God's put Jay and Melissa in charge of. Cool. Um, yeah, they've just been awesome, and God's been in there, and you can open up a bit more. And um, just as soon as you walked in to the church, personally, I feel that it's just God's presence in here, um, and yeah, it just feels like it's building personally my confidence. Um, and you're yeah, becoming parts of groups and team, and mm. yeah, cool, bro. Yeah, I think, like, it's been, like, a massive extended family, I think, for us. Like, the other night we were having dinner, and Mia's like, um, can I go to so-and-so's house from church? Because I just want to hang out with them. <laughs> like, are they our family? And it's so cool to see that, like, it doesn't just stop at us, but, like, it actually flows on into our kids as well. Like, you just become this massive family. And there are times when, like, you know, if someone's sick you've got people messaging saying, hey, just want to check in to see how you are and yeah. praying for you. Um, and it makes you want to do the same thing and be there for each other. Yeah. But it helps you through the really, really good times to celebrate the wins, but then also through the really tough times when you need other people to carry you through. Obviously, there's you know God's behind all of that and the center of all of it. But the importance of having your community and your people backing you up on this journey. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, guys. That's so special. So you've made these steps and you've come into this place and then I remember talking to you guys at one point and you said, to me, you said, now we want to help other families experience it too, what we've been able to experience, you know? Maybe tell me finally about what it is you guys are now involved in and what you're doing to help others experience what you guys receive from being in a community. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so... Like I said before, we're part of the team, but um, we've been blessed to be asked to lead a families, young families um, group this year. Awesome. Um, so I'd love to share, um, yeah, like you said, like what we've learned and what we've been able to experience with others. Yeah, cool. Um, awesome. Um, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like I think a big thing um, that I always think of is Pastor Paul and Marie and then Brian and Logan saying yes. Like I say this to them all the time. It took them to say yes, which is the reason why we're here. And I think, you know, on this journey, when we find Christ, I think very much to your point about 
it's not just about us. Like, I think we got so complacent and we made all these excuses like, oh, we just don't have time. Oh, like, the kids are young. Let's wait till the kids grow up before we can start helping at church and helping other people. But we just found there was no value in that. Like, it just stopped at us. But what more could we provide for the church and to help the church grow? And I think a lot of that, you know, when you get asked, it's sort of like, oh, maybe, oh, let me come back to you. But actually, no, God does want you to step out in faith regardless of what your past looks like. And I think for us, we, yeah, we just got very complacent. And to be really honest, we got lazy and we just had to step out in faith and say yes, because you don't know how that yes is going to help other people to grow and us as well alongside them. That's right. Oh man, we just want to say like, we love you guys heaps. And we're just so thankful for you guys for, yeah, not just coming into this community, but now being a part of it. And we know that many lives are going to be touched through you guys. So, I think we should give this this beautiful couple a big hand. Thank you, guys. You can take your seats. So cool, eh? Actually, while we're here, it's a family deal. I'm going to invite Naden back up, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna help back me up. Thanks, man. But truly, I love these guys, Brendan and Linnell, not because of what they do, but it's because of who they are. It's because of what they have experienced and now through their heart they're, they're bringing to other people they're seeing others and valuing others first corinthians twelve twenty seven. all of you together a christ's body and each of you is part of it i just love that all of you together together we get to do this together it's not a we have to do this or But we get to do this. We get to be called Christ's body, his representatives here on earth. And so I think the question is for every one of us today that calls life home is simply this. What have I experienced coming into authentic community and how can I help others experience that too? The reality is each and every one of us, like I said at the start, we're all called to be on this beautiful journey journey called discipleship of following Jesus and what I've come to learn is that like any journey there is always steps to take there is always a next step that we can take just like Brendan and Linnell moving from being feeling isolated stepping into a community now stepping into helping others as well there is a next step for all of us you know at times in my life my next step has looked like needing to make more friends uh, in a church setting to help me grow in my relationship with Jesus. At other times in my life, it's looked like using my gifts to serve the church and to build the church that way. And my current next step is I've been thinking about, I want to go deeper in God's Word this year. I want to grow my spiritual well deeper, and I want to go grow and learn more in that. We all have a next step to take. What could yours be? You know, I'm thankful that we get to be part of this place that has so many opportunities. We, our heart really is to help each and every one of us on our journey. Some of those things include or look like we've got many great groups that happen throughout the week. I know many of us are a part of already. As Brendan and Linnell said, they're going to be kicking off one for families this year, which is going to be special. This is a place where we can make friends, where we can grow in our friendships. We can learn together. We can grow together. 
Not only that, we have many great teams that serve on a Sunday that help this place run. I believe this is a place where you can find purpose, where we can build the church together. And I'm going to put this out there too. I, I hear people say sometimes, oh, I'll just help when they ask me or when they need it. But can I just say this honestly? As long as there's people to reach, there will always be help needed. Amen? <laughs> we always have opportunity to reach others. You know, we at the end of last year, we started an Alpha course, which uh, I'm hoping we're going to be able to run a couple times this year. It's a place where we can grow spiritually, grow in our journeys and learn and understand more about Jesus. We have leaders who are wanting to take people on discipleship journeys, leading people that want to lead and shepherd others from our church. And we also have an amazing opportunity coming up as a church, which we call Help and Hope Week. And I think the details will come up behind me there, but it's um, coming up at the start of March and it's something we're going to do twice this year. And we're going to have one or two activities here in Tauranga that we as a church get to partner with to go out and be the hands and feet of help and hope and of Jesus here in our city to help others through practical needs. And uh, there's a few details there on the screen about how to get involved, but I'll be talking a little bit more about that before the time comes as well. So we're looking forward to reaching our community for Jesus too. But I just want to say that none of this is about looking good or getting more bums on seats. It's certainly not about creating more work for myself during the week. <laughs> but this, and I want you to hear my heart here, church, is that the point of all of this today is so that we can all continue to grow as disciples in Jesus. That we can all see the one, that we can follow him, and that we have an opportunity to share him with others in our lives this year. And I believe, I truly believe and understand for every person in this room, for every person that calls life home, I believe we all have a next step to take. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I trust you're encouraged by this incredibly powerful word. You know, you've always got a place to call home here at Life, and I want to encourage you to join us in one of our campuses in Auckland or Tauranga, or why don't you join us at Church Online. To find out more about Life and to stay connected with us, why don't you visit lifenz.org.